PJ Zuko here with you this morning. Want to wish you a happy Father's Day, first of all. Appreciate you tuning in to Green White Checkered here this morning uh, to start off your Father's Day. No race day today is uh, Father's Day off here on the NASCAR schedule, but they'll get back after it there at Nashville next week. But of course, um, Father's is such a huge and important part of of NASCAR. I mean, I think a lot of times when you get young young kids, whether it be you know young ladies, uh, young guys, getting into NASCAR, of course, a lot of times it's it's because of their fathers or because of their grandfathers or, or um, some father figure uh, that they're they're able to get into that. And maybe not, you know, maybe sometimes it's it's the mom there as well, and that don't want to exclude that. It is that's amazing, but. Uh, NASCAR very much a, a family sport, and a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times it's it's the dad out there working on the car, listening to NASCAR uh, back in the day, or or having the surround sound, watching NASCAR on Sundays, turning it up for crank it up with the surround sound there, living room shaking the room as we always talk about. So a lot of different ways uh, that they can get you involved in in NASCAR, and I know that was a big part of me uh, me getting into NASCAR was. You know, being a few weeks old, and apparently one of the only ways I'd go to sleep was my, my dad holding me while he was watching the NASCAR races there on Sunday. So it is what it is, right? And um, certainly a, a story that I've shared many times and whatnot, but obviously my dad, a, a big part of me getting into NASCAR, my grandfather, a huge part of me getting in NASCAR as well. And I want to wish them a very happy Father's Day and, and thankful uh, for everything that my dad's done in my life. Uh, this morning, not able to have Brandon Bain on, sadly, but he, I'm sure, w- would love to wish those same sentiments as well to his father and, and him in his own right, enjoying this Father's Day, hopefully, um, as he is an incredible father in, in his own right. And uh, yeah, I know he wouldn't, he wouldn't outright say that about himself here on the program, but uh, just from what I've been able to experience, talk to him here and what he's had to say and, and watching him uh, lead, lead his family, uh, know he is. So very happy Father's Day to Brandon Bain. Uh, he will not be on today, sadly, uh, on a mistake on my end, so I apologize for that, uh, Brandon, uh, on, on my mistake, not being able to have you on this morning, so that that's on me, but... With that being said, I can't wait to have you on next time here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. So very happy Father's Day to everybody out there now. Let's get into the racing. As uh, last week, uh, no show, so let's take a look back at what was there a few weeks ago with Joey Logano getting a big win at Worldwide Technology Raceway. The first time NASCAR, the Cup Series, has been there uh, in Illinois. And Joey Logano able to come home with victory, only leading 22 laps there on the day as things kind of started a little boring. Not going to lie. Uh, just just kind of out there running pace laps, right? And then Ross Chastain got involved and everything kind of spiced up a notch and, and went a little crazy. It seemed like it invigorated the whole field to get a little wild. Well, uh, we'll talk plenty about that for sure. But Joey Logano Leading 22 laps, able to get that victory. Held off a hard-charging Kyle Busch there on the restart in the green-white checkered, who led 66 laps on the day but came home second. Kurt Busch continues his very good streak and uh, leads 12 laps, finishes third. Ryan Blaney comes home fourth, and it was Eric Almarola coming home fifth. As I mentioned, Ross Chastain in the news there 
after the race at Worldwide Technology Speedway as he got into Denny Hamlin there in a corner, sent him up into the wall and kind of ruined his day. Denny Hamlin made sure the rest of the day to ruin Ross Chastain's as well, getting into him a few times, holding him up, deliberately getting in front of him, even to a point where NASCAR radioed into Denny Hamlin and said, hey, you th- uh, we think you made your point, just to, just to let you know. They didn't park him, but just to let you know, we think you made your point, which he kind of laughed off and said, I, I don't really think I have yet. Fast forward to later in the day, Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin wasn't the only feud that Chastain was a part of as he goes to make it three wide uh, right after a restart there with Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott on the outside. Now, Ross Chastain certainly could have backed off in the middle of that corner. I think Austin Dillon maybe uh, came up a little bit. Chase Elliott maybe came down a little bit there. Again, Ross Chastain certainly could have backed off, been a little less aggressive, and maybe that's what they expected him to do. He stuck his nose in there. He kept it in there. Uh, as as kind of he's known to do, he's going to be an aggressive driver and ended up getting into both of them. He kind of got sandwiched, to be honest with you, but ended up getting into both of them, uh, causing damage to Chase Elliott's car, kind of ruining his day there as well. So after that, Chase Elliott was sure to get into Ross Chastain uh, on a restart there and sent him up into the wall. And that didn't exactly follow team orders, as uh, they, they said to finish him basically for the day. And Ross Chastain was still able to go on and finish eighth. Still able to go on and finish eighth, get a top ten. But Chase Elliott and uh, Denny Hamlin kind of ruined their days. And that, that seems like something that they will not forget about anytime soon, as both had comments after the race. Ross Chastain had comments after the race as well. I think he went a little overboard, if I'm being honest with you. He, w- he was very apologetic. Uh, but basically said things like he didn't know how to race and all that. And I, I think that was maybe a little bit too much. Was he being aggressive? Yes. Was the Denny Hamlin thing his fault? Absolutely. He went too far on that. Putting it three wide and, and kind of getting sandwiched, I'm not sure. You know, that's just aggressive driving. It was kind of late in the race as well. I, I don't know if I completely, you know, dust that off and, and put the blame on him and, and say he was completely ridiculous for that then again he could have backed off and and not ruined chase elliott's day not had any of that contact as well so uh you know it kind of depends on which side of the fence i think you sit on is he being a little bit too aggressive and and should he maybe be thinking about the end of the race for for not only i don't know it's weird because you get into that and, and you know nascar is about getting everything you can right and and you know trying to get the best finish you can no matter what right so i don't, I don't know it's kind of Kind of puts me in a pickle there, but I think Ross Chastain should continue to be aggressive. It's it's exciting, at very least, you know, throughout the series to see a guy that's gonna, you know, be willing to do anything he can to win or at least get the best finish for himself. Maybe he can do so without damaging, you know, more cars in the process. I think that that would be best at the end of the day. But that being said, I'm sure this is not the end of the Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain saga. We'll see if they have any contact in the future. But Joey Logano doing a great job getting in a victory lane there, and he is the first winner in Worldwide Technology Raceways history there in the NASCAR Cup Series. So congratulations to Joey Logano and what he was able to do there. Team Trackhouse stayed in the news the next Sunday there at Sonoma Raceway. We'll talk about that and Daniel Suarez when we come back here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio.
Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko here with you. Be sure to check out Brandon Bain on Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night. They're live at Coach's Corner every Wednesday night there at 6 at Coach's Corner. And uh, be sure to tune in there to Rubbin' and Grubbin'. He'll catch you up on all the NASCAR news there throughout the week. Get you set for each weekend of NASCAR racing there at Rubbin' and Grubbin' there as well. If you can't make it to Coach's Corner, be sure to check out the Coach's Corner Facebook Live feed for Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night there at 6 with Brandon Bain and a great time there. want to wish Brandon and all the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day, including a father uh, of, of my own there, Pete Zuko. Appreciate everything you did for me, especially getting me into racing, getting me into road course racing as well, which is where... NASCAR was last week at Sonoma. We teased Team Trackhouse and everything that they've been in the news for the past few weeks. Last week, it was another win, but not by Ross Chastain. He already has two on the year. This one was finally the breakthrough, the first cup victory for Daniel Suarez there at Sonoma. And and what a day it was there for, for Daniel Suarez and really for the whole um, NASCAR community as well as it just a huge celebration. One of the only times you'll see uh, the, the whole NASCAR crew, the whole NASCAR family come congratulate a driver after a race. And that just shows, as they said on the broadcast, I feel like how liked just all around the NASCAR scene Daniel Suarez is. And, and in my mind, if you don't like him, you're, you're kind of crazy. Daniel Suarez, just kind of overall a nice guy. And one of those guys also that, you can tell just puts everything he has into the race car and into his race team and, and leaves it all on the racetrack. And he has been progressively getting better through his years in NASCAR. I think I, I've publicly said this. I think one of those drivers that was pushed up way too fast in the Joe Gibbs system and given up on way too quickly. Uh, he needed time to develop in the NASCAR Cup Series, and I think once he got that time, he was able to show exactly what, what he's been able to do, and he's he's done that this year with plenty of top 10s and top 5s, and now a race win there as well. He became a fifth driver there in NASCAR, a fifth foreign-born driver to win in the NASCAR Cup Series and becomes the first driver of uh, Mexico from Mexico to win in the NASCAR Cup Series. He led 47 of the final 50 laps of the race and uh, 26 straight laps to finish off that race there at Sonoma and comes home with the victory. Drove his his absolute behind off to, to get the lead he had and was able to win that one big over Chris Buescher, who came up in second, came home in second, Michael McDowell, who came home in fourth, Kevin Harvick in fourth, Michael McDowell came in third, excuse me, Kevin Harvick, who came in fourth, and Austin Sindrick comes home there in fifth there at Sonoma. Now, some of the biggest drivers and, and drivers who, mowed the le- who led the most laps there during the race ended up actually having pit troubles, and that was kind of uh, their fall from grace there at Sonoma. Kyle Larson coming out of pit lane, two turns into the next lap, ends up losing a uh, right front tire. That kind of ruined his day from there. Chase Elliott led 26 laps as well. He overshot the pit box, and they had to serve a penalty after he didn't back up enough, and they serviced the car there with his nose outside of the pit box. Kevin Harvick took twice as long as it needed to 
and ruined any chance he had at winning the race there unless there was some sort of caution or something like that to, to get him back to the back bumper of Daniel Suarez. Ultimately, that did not happen as he was running close there to the front before that long pit stop. But all that being said, Daniel Suarez again. He went out there and, and drove his absolute behind off, and that was the reason, the main reason he came out and, and won that race and was basically in contention all day for that win. And he's able to finish the job, seal the job, and, and bring it home. And uh, this is a guy, again, that, that has kind of taken his licks in the NASCAR Cup Series as well. You mentioned that time with Joe Gibbs racing in the 19 and uh, what he was able to do there before ultimately – uh, I believe Carl Edwards uh, supplanted them, him in that number 19 car and before Martin Truex did and end up taking over that 19 as well and, and where he drives now, of course. But uh, Daniel Suarez moved up there uh, to, to fill a void and I, I think was just pushed up uh, way too quickly. Ultimately, he moved on and had two years there at Stuart Haas Racing as well where things just, just didn't pan out there at Stuart Haas Racing, only earning uh, four top fives there and didn't wasn't able, obviously, to keep that ride. And then he moves on there in 2020 to Gaunt Brothers Racing and competed there and honestly did a pretty solid job and was able to, I think, learn a lot, learn even more, make the most out of a car there with Gaunt Brothers Racing and parlays that into a ride here with Trackhouse Racing, where last year was insanely more competitive I think then, you know, a lot of people expected them to be. And then this year, finally getting into victory lane, not only with Ross Chastain, but now with Daniel Suarez. And I think this even more so just puts uh, track house racing on the map of this is a team that's not going away, whether it's a mile and a half track, a road course, a super speedway, you're going to have to deal with them. And you know what? They're aggressive too. They're aggressive drivers. They're going to get under your skin maybe sometimes on the racetrack, but they ain't getting out of your way and you're going to have to deal with them. And I think Daniel Suarez just put his name right on the map there with Ross Chastain as a guy that you're going to have to deal with. Not only that, but now going to have to deal with him in the playoffs too with that automatic ticket to the playoffs following this victory at Sonoma Race Bay. Well, we'll come back. Like I said, no race today, but looking forward to a race at Nashville here next week for the NASCAR Cup Series. What happened last year? Who's my picks for next week there? And Nashville, we'll come back and hear about all that on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko here with you. Want to remind you every Wednesday night there at Coach's Corner, check out Brandon Bain and Rubbin and Grubbin there every Wednesday at Coach's Corner. If you can't make it, don't worry. Check it out on Coach's Corner's Facebook live feed. There on Facebook every Wednesday evening there at 6 o'clock there at Coach's Corner. Enjoy some great food, great drinks, whole lot of fun, some great entertainment. Brandon will get you caught up on all the midweek news there in NASCAR and, of course, everything that happens there on the racetrack. And, of course, look forward uh, to the race weekend coming up as well. So Brandon Bain and Rubbin' and Grubbin' there at Coach's Corner every Wednesday evening. Now, Brandon, not able to be on the show uh, again today, and um, as as I mentioned, that uh, that was a a my mistake slip up kind of thing. So my apologies there, Brandon. Uh, if you're listening, very happy Father's Day to you and everyone listening here on this Father's Day. No NASCAR today, but we'll get back after it there at Nashville next week, and and certainly looking forward to that as this is kind of NASCAR's second 
stop there at Nashville for the NASCAR Cup Series. Remember, uh, last year was the first time uh, that they they went back to Nashville at all, and it was with the Cup Series this time, as it used to be Xfinity Series racetrack. Uh, that stopped for a little bit, and a lot of people looking forward to NASCAR getting back to the NASCAR, getting back to the Nashville Fairgrounds. But until then, uh, the Nashville Super Speedway, the spot for the NASCAR Cup Series moving forward. And uh, that's something that uh, people, I'm sure, are very, very excited for. And if there's one team that's very excited for it, it could be that five team. As don't look now, after what looked like could be a dominating uh, finish, a dominating win there for Kyle Larson last week. Yeah, the tire kind of displaced that as the tire got displaced itself um, and kind of soil his day. But don't look now, but this is the stretch of Kyle Larson where last year just everything started going crazy for Kyle Larson. We knew he had uh, a great team. We knew he was a great driver and was fitting in there pretty well at Hendrick Motorsports. Well, then he whipped off several wins in a row and last year this was the third in such streak as Kyle Larson completely dominated the Nashville Super Speedway leading 264 laps in a complete snooze fest <laughs> it just was you you can you can love the racing there in Nashville but that race last year was uh, snoozed up there by by Kyle Larson and that number 5 team and uh, that's that's just how it was man and uh, that's a compliment to him and what they were able to do. It was Ross Tastain coming home second, William Byron uh, third there, Eric Almarola fourth, and Kevin Harvick there fifth last year at Nashville Super Speedway. So where do we start our top five here for this week? I think you got to start it with Kyle Larson, and I don't think I, I think if you don't start it with him, you, you're kind of you're kind of driving yourself crazy, right? So. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson there. This is a style of racetrack as well that, that he's uh, very good at for sure. Nashville is very unique and, and interesting, uh, kind of this more flat mile and a half, and um, it has that, that difference. not asphalt. It's concrete there as well. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times that, that'll prove a, a different variety of, of good racer there up front. So, you know, you have different guys you know, dominating there on asphalt and then dominating on, on concrete. You have different guys most of the time, but uh, Kyle Larson can get it done either way. So I'll have Kyle Larson there at number one. Number two, uh, for me, I'll, I'll have another Hendrick Motorsports car and Chase Elliott. I think they're hitting the streak here at the right time and gaining some momentum. I know the pit stop there uh, last week kind of kind of jolted them off a, a good finish, but I'll put Chase Elliott there in second. If he can stay out of the way of the next guy, and that's Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain did come home second last year. I'll put him in number three for, for my top five. And you got to stay out of trouble, though. You can't have Denny Hamlin or, or Chase Elliott getting in any contact with him. So if there is no trouble for those drivers, I will have Chase Elliott two and Ross Chastain three. Number four, I'll have Joey Logano, as I think, again, he's getting hot here at the right time and can put a, a string uh, very good races together here if he's able to get another top five or another top ten. So give me Joey Logano there in fourth. And William Byron as well, uh, a guy that, you know, I, I know he doesn't make the most noise, but he also he already has a few wins here on the season. 
and is very quietly putting together a very impressive season. And because of that, kind of the, you know, quiet, smile-in-your-face assassin type of guy <laughs> on the NASCAR circuit. And, you know, sometimes you'll come up and, and, and dominate and win a race here and there. So uh, William Byron, I'll think I'll, I'll put him there in fifth. And for my dark horse, I can't really have Daniel Suarez. He's not really a dark horse anymore. I'll have Michael McDowell, a guy who came home in the top five there at Sonoma. I think maybe that he takes that momentum, translated to Nashville, and gets a, a decent finish there at Nashville as well. But once again, want to wish all the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day today. Enjoy it, and the kids enjoy it with your fathers, grandfathers, any anyone you got there. Give them a hug and a hug on the neck, and uh, do whatever you can for them today to make sure they have a fantastic day. And we'll get back to racing next week at Nashville Super Speedway. I'm PJ Zuko. This has been Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio, hoping you have a fantastic rest of your Father's Day, a great week, great race day there next week. God bless.